0: Welcome to the Wisconsin Music Podcast. What did you see positively about the local music scene?
1: I think I can I can speak about Milwaukee a little bit. Like I have the feeling that in Milwaukee there's going to be a lot of growth in the next years, especially like in the creative scenes. I think there's a lot of really young, talented people like doing just doing great stuff in Milwaukee and going to shows. I think you just really get a feel for that. There's something about these DIY shows, you know, like there's not so much, hmm. like the fact that they're more like underground or something, it really feels creative and everyone is contributing.
2: and.
0: Here to introduce you to the great musicians and music businesses and organizations of Wisconsin. Every week, Wisconsin Music Podcast will be bringing you great information on what's happening in the Wisconsin music world. For our music-loving listeners, we'll bring you music that you haven't even heard of yet from unique and talented artists and hear about their journey so far. You'll either hear live performances of their songs or songs from their selected discography. For our musicians out there wondering what they can do to further their recognition, we'll be calling upon Wisconsin music businesses and organizations to enlighten you on what they're doing to help further your music journey. And now, here's your host, Zach Fell. Thanks, Dean. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Wisconsin Music Podcast, number 27, with Kirsten Edwards. Wisconsin Music Podcast, brought to you by Diamond Dave Photography, the photography that supports local music in Wisconsin and is ready to work with your band or any solo artist on your next promo pictures or band show. To contact Diamond Dave and see previous work, check out Diamond Dave Photography on Facebook and Instagram. Wisconsin Music Podcast is also brought to you by ZTF Studio. ZTF Studio, recording and mixing services specializing in singles, demos, EPs, and LP projects for the last 20 years in southeastern Wisconsin, doing jazz, rock, funk, country, indie, and more. Kirsten, she's in Berlin right now, speaking to us over Zoom. Kirsten, thank you so much for being on the Wisconsin Music Podcast.
1: Hi, thank you.
0: Why don't we start with your music origin story, short summary of growing up with music.
1: Well, I started piano when I was really young, like four or five, and then... Did lessons for a couple years and didn't really click with the piano and then started cello in fourth grade and then did cello pretty seriously throughout high school and stuff. And then just kind of started playing guitar on my own when I was like 13. From there, I just played in a lot of ensembles for cello and then with a little band in high school. And yeah, so I have this classical training and then like the guitar stuff is all just Kind of what I figured out on my own and okay. like I don't really know what I'm playing when I play guitar it's Just kind of funny to contrast it with cello and then <laughs> just have been playing basically my whole life.
0: So what kind of inspired you to pick up the guitar?
1: Oh it's really cheesy it's pretty embarrassing. <laughs> um <laughs> I was obsessed with John Mayer when I was like 12, 13 okay. years old and I met him at a concert. I got to meet him at one of his concerts and it just like launched me into this really deep obsession with his music and then learning guitar. Yeah. That was pretty intense.
0: (laughs) What album was that?
1: Uh, I think it was Continuum.
0: Continuum. Um, Yeah. Going and playing live. What kind of inspired you to start doing that?
1: This is like another kind of fun story, but have you seen the movie once? Yes. That came out around... A similar time that I met John Mayer, and I also got really into that music. My school choir sang that song, Falling Slowly, one year. And someone's mom in the choir emailed, like Glenn Hansard and Mark Hedder or Glover, the two musicians who did the soundtrack for that movie, to tell them that we sang, were singing the song. And they invited us to come sing with them when they played at the PAP. And I wasn't even in the choir, but I was so into the soundtrack that I got, like, they let me come play guitar, like, for the concert. Excellent. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was, like, a little too much to process as, like, a 13-year-old. It was a very awesome experience, but that kind of was the day I decided that I want to play live music.
0: (laughs) I think a lot of musicians have inspired them to do such you know, to play out live. So, excellent, great. You play cello, you play guitar, you sing, you're basically a triple threat, as I guess they (laughs) call it.
1: (laughs) I guess we can, yeah, we can call it that.
0: (laughs) So, what kind of happened after high school with with music?
1: Uh, Not much, to be honest. I was pretty burnt out after high school, because my schooling was really intense, and I was doing, like, soccer and cello pretty intensely, and then when I got to college, I studied physics and German, and I didn't yeah I kind of just stopped playing music for a couple years to be honest and I'd play guitar like in my room but yeah I I really took a breather from music and just focused on school and then after I graduated I went to Germany I'm in Berlin right now actually I'm in Germany and I was working teaching English and I had I only worked like 15 hours a week Doing this teaching program and I just had like a ton of time to myself. Cause I was also in this village, pretty isolated. And then that's when I like really like started getting good at guitar and was just putting in a lot of hours, songwriting and playing guitar.
0: How much time were you putting in?
1: Like all day, but oh. it didn't, it was, it didn't really feel like rehearsal. It was more just like me kind of messing around and
0: working. I think breath. I
1: also. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of needed the songwriting at that point as well.
0: Who else was influenced you around that time of this creative process?
1: Hmm. Good question. Um, well, I feel like I grew up or like when I was a teenager, a lot of this indie stuff was getting pretty big. So I was a huge Bonnie Iver fan as a teenager and I still am. And yeah, I think getting, Going to my first concerts, I think I was really lucky that a lot of this indie music was becoming more like accessible and yeah. available to young people. But during that time, hmm, I guess Beach House probably, that's another big one. <laughs> my What I listen to changes a lot. like It's a little all over the place, I guess.
0: Nothing wrong with being eclectic about your tastes. You can draw from almost anything when you start exploring so many different things out there.
1: For sure, yeah, that's very true.
0: You did all this songwriting and building up your guitar chops. What started pushing you more into going out and performing again?
1: Well, I think like I've always known I wanted to like be a musician or be an artist. And then I think like in school, I don't know, school really demands a lot of kids these days. And I think I just got very caught up in like getting good grades and like doing what I thought I should be doing. (laughs) Yeah. And just having all this free time gave me time to like actually think about what I like and dislike and what I wish to do with my time. So I think it goes just a matter of like kind of regrounding myself and yeah, getting to just spend some time alone and figure out what I actually like doing with my time. So, yeah. All right,
0: cool. Let's talk about your album. What's mm-hmm. the title of it?
1: It's called QQ.
0: Which stands for Queen Quail. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Okay. <laughs> so where did the name Queen Quail come from?
1: Um, so Queen Quail came from a visit to the botanical gardens here in Berlin. Um, I don't know if you've been there, but it's a really beautiful spot to go with a lot of cool plants. And also, like the greenhouse is like quite immaculate. And, and yeah, it's a, it's a really nice place. And in the greenhouse, they have like a couple birds and one of the birds is the which is the dwarf quail and it's the smallest species of chicken and when I went to visit I was just like very taken by these birds because they're I mean they're really small yeah they could fit in your hand really easily and I just remember walking through the room they were in and they were just like so quiet and gentle but like really busy and like clearly like doing a lot of work and i don't know i just thought it was really cute (laughs) so the quail stuck and then i changed it to queen quail okay
0: (laughs) these songs that are on the queen quail album the qq album were some of these from the time when you were working playing guitar all day and and writing songs
1: no actually no um that was in 2016 and 2017, and all of the, the yeah, all of the Queen Quail songs are from like 2019 and on. I guess.
0: Okay, why don't we talk about the process, beginning to end, of this this QQ album?
1: Okay, sure. Well, it was quite abrupt, I guess. Like, I basically woke up one day and was like, "It's time to record some music." And I guess this is my EP, and this isn't my album. But that was like when I. Decided to, like, really make Queen Quail a thing to take seriously. Um, So I did the EP, and then that was released 2019 in June. And then after that came out, I was still writing a lot. um, Also working part-time, so I had a lot of time to be working on music. And also just, like, a lot to say musically, I guess. Like, I think when you first put stuff out, it's, like, the first thing you ever really say coherently as a musician. So I think I just had a lot of thoughts and like feelings to put down and record. So I recorded that in my bedroom um, in Berlin here over the course of 2019 and the start of 2020.
0: What did you use to record your album?
1: Pretty basic setup. It's mostly just guitar and Ableton and vocals. And then I like edit the guitar to get the sounds I like and just layer harmonies on top of like the main melody i do have like a loop pedal i use like to perform but i also like to use that to get kind of just like interesting sounding loops chopped up of like different guitar layers and then sometimes i'll add in just some synth sounds not from like actual synth just like in in the software um so pretty basic just guitar and vocals most of the time
0: Why don't we go through some of your songs on the podcast so people can get an idea of what your music sounds like?
1: Sure. Oh, boy. These are really personal songs, so I have to choose wisely, I guess. I guess Oxy is like one of the bigger songs on the album, and I think this song, it's got kind of two meanings, I guess. Like I wrote the song when I was contemplating what it means to love someone, I guess, and thinking about how, yeah, like what love is and like how difficult it is for some people to like really be vulnerable in a relationship. And I think that's a really important part of like being open to love and being able to love other people. So like, I guess I could summarize the song as saying it's about the ego getting in the way when in love, which can result in pain for Both parties involved um and i don't know that that song's really fun to play because it's really fun to sing like it's a bit challenging for me as like an untrained vocalist it's fun because i have to like really belt it and i think it fits to the like (laughs) meditations on love i guess gotcha (laughs)
2: It's in your
0: photography the photography that supports local music in wisconsin and is ready to work with your band or any solo artist on your next promo pictures or band show to contact diamond dave and see previous work check out diamond dave photography on facebook and instagram wisconsin music podcast is also brought to you by ztf studio ztf studio recording and mixing services specializing in singles demos eps and lp projects for the last 20 years in southeastern wisconsin Doing jazz, rock, funk, country, indie, and more. ZTF Studio brings success to your recording project. All right, back to the interview.
1: Well, I guess like the album overall is about like how important it is as a twenty something to like really take time to think about like your family's history and how that impacts you and shapes you as a person, like thinking about things like trauma or just personality and stuff. Like I think a lot of how we interact with other people is so influenced by how we're raised and like just sort of this lineage of pain and suffering, but also like the good things as well. Um, So that's kind of like the main idea behind the album is like reflect on your history.
0: So what would be another song that would help represent that?
1: I guess water. Water relates to this theme quite well. I think Water is about getting older and having kind of the time and space to yourself as an adult for the first time and like reframing how you think about your childhood. The lyrics are all grown, you know what was, and I think this kind of like conveys the idea that sometimes as a kid, you don't even have the like capacity to really understand like what happens in the world and to you and when you get older only then can you contextualize and understand like why certain events in your past are like so wonderful or so bad or something like that.
0: probably has a song like that in their life What's okay. <laughs> mine <laughs> did you come from a musical family
1: um kind of yeah my grandma plays piano my, my dad's mom okay. and then my grandpa my mom's side i remember having like a pretty good connection to music like he used to play a lot of johnny cash and like old country stuff nice um, i also have a lot of memories of just singing in the car like with my mom and sister A lot of very nice memories singing, like country again. I listened to a lot of country when I was a kid. Yeah. (laughs) Good country, though.
0: Yeah. I came from a musical family as well. I actually played in a band with my dad and my uncle and my brother. Wow. We toured a little bit, so doing jazz funk kind of stuff.
1: Oh, that's fun. Do you guys still play?
0: My brother lives in Illinois now, and I don't see him much. It was a band that kind of like started as a garage band. It was just me and my brother and a friend of ours back in the mid late 90s and then it kind of transformed over 20 years into this jazz funk band with my dad and uncle <laughs> that's,
1: a, that's a good stint though <laughs> it was
0: fun we got to play summer Fest and bastille days and some jazz oh, festivals awesome. we went to went to new york for a gig that was fun speaking of gigs let's talk about some of yours um like <laughs> where do you like to perform open mics coffee houses bars festivals what's your comfort zone
1: um, well, so far, my favorite has been these like DIY spaces. Okay. So there's a lot of young people who just will put on a show in, in like their basement or something. Um, and those are nice because they're super intimate and also a lot of like good talent plays at mm-hmm. those shows. So yeah. it's always really fun. And those have been my favorite so far. There's like a, quite a nice scene in Milwaukee and Chicago and and Berlin as well yeah um, and it's fun because like you really get this community feeling because you know it's like people your age put it on and like booking everyone and, and the audience is always like very friendly and like engaged so I think yeah. everyone is really happy to be there
0: yeah it's, it's sometimes at those really huge concerts you kind of feel a little disconnected from everything where like you're talking about those other areas those small spaces yeah it's very intimate and very very warm feeling probably
1: yeah for sure yeah uh, well i don't know i played in some bars but i have a hard time with the noise like i'm very easily distracted i guess always happy to play but the bar playing in bars i have a bit of a hard time with i guess
0: you like the more of the like you were talking about the diy kind of thing where everything's a little bit more intimate
1: I guess so. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Depends on what the atmosphere you're looking for when you perform. It's a canvas for an artist I would think. It's just that some artists like it using a certain kind of canvas compared to other kinds of canvases. So maybe in the same way it's kind of like a venue there's a different kind of atmosphere drawn to what you do.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I guess as a listener too, I really like to be like actively engaged with the music I'm listening to and going there for the experience, I guess. Um, so I'm also as a listener, I, I enjoy the same types of shows I play, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Let's kind of talk more broadly about the local scene. What did you see positively about the local music scene?
1: I think I can, I can speak about Milwaukee a little bit. Like I have the feeling that in Milwaukee there's going to be a lot of growth In the next years especially like in the creative scenes i think there's a lot of really young talented people like doing just doing great stuff in milwaukee and going to shows i think you just really get a feel for that there's something about these diy shows you know like there's not so much hmm. like the fact that they're more like underground or something it really feels creative and everyone is contributing and making these shows happen which I love same Berlin. Like there's just so many artists here that there's many scenes that you can like tap into. There's going to be different variations of even the same scene here. So that's nice. Cause just like the pool is pretty deep here. There's always something to go to less so with COVID obviously. But,
0: yeah. Yeah. What do you see are the struggles in the local music scene?
1: Well, I think in Milwaukee, partially funding, I think with a smaller city, there's less funding. I think it would be great if we could get more, like, Milwaukee residents going to shows. So I think sometimes the shows that do happen, like, they aren't open to, like, the greater community always. It might be, like, a bit of a bubble. It okay. would be great if we got more, like, residents really involved in these smaller shows.
0: Do you have any ideas on how to help make that happen?
1: Well, maybe having more under-21 shows. Like, getting... Like even high school students interested in going to stuff. There's a lot of talented even teenagers.
0: Absolutely. For sure. Yeah.
1: And maybe worrying less about being cool and like just being a little more, The show is happening here and you can come.
0: Right, right.
1: <laughs> Instead of like being secretive about it. I don't know. <laughs>
0: I think doing more of those DIYs and doing more all ages shows and stuff that's geared towards the under 21, you know, the 18 to 21 year old age, it's, I think that would help a lot too. We already talked about your current project. So once the pandemic is more under control, what's the kind of the first thing you want to do with music?
1: Um, Definitely play live. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best part. So yes. definitely try to just book a bunch of shows and, Um, maybe improve my sound setup a bit and maybe include one other person in my live show and just play as many shows as I can. (laughs) I think that's like my ultimate goal with music is to just put on like the best live show I can possibly do.
0: Yeah, it's great. I think that's what everybody that's a musician wants to do for sure. Once the pandemic is over, just go out and play some live play out live again and interact with real people. I think, a lot of us are looking forward to that.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: <laughs> Work-life balance. Is that something that you find difficult or something easy for you to do?
1: Um. Well, I think it takes some effort for sure, but I'm not having too hard of a time. I work part-time. Um, my parents would probably like me to work more, but I work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then I like block in Friday through Monday to work on music. And I... I'm generally pretty tired even after those three days. Yeah. Um, Because my job, I'm, like, speaking the whole time and somehow that I find to be a bit exhausting. <laughs> um, <laughs> So it's definitely a challenge. Like, I, I've also scheduled into my calendar, like, a designated rest period because I'll just, like, keep working on stuff mm-hmm. if I don't do that. And that's been really helpful, honestly, because I, like, back the next day like energized and inspired and it's a lot more fun in this regard
0: excellent any gigs that you've done that made a huge impression on you
1: yeah i think my first show in milwaukee
0: you want to tell us a little bit about it
1: yeah i'd love to it was like my first real queen quail show like i'd played one before that but it wasn't like plugged in or anything and it was a diy space but it was in this attic and I hadn't been back to Milwaukee for, like, six months, and it was just, like, this weird homecoming, like, coming home and getting to play a Queen Coil show, and, yeah, I just felt very connected to the audience and, like, really welcomed, felt really welcomed home, and it was nice to, like, come back to Milwaukee and be able to, like, feel like I was giving something back to the city after going away for a while. Yeah. like my orchestra teacher from fourth grade showed up at the show.
0: Oh, very cool.
1: Yeah, it was really sweet. And a bunch of us from uh, Bay were there as well. So he was like talking to everyone in the audience. It was really sweet.
0: As we wrap this up, what's on your playlist right now? What artists are you listening to that you feel maybe deserve to be recognized that are not getting enough of that recognition? Oh, man.
1: Good question. Good question. I think the artists I've been listening to recently get plenty of recognition. <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of pop music. Okay. Which I sort of dismissed as a teenager as like not being very smart or something. But I think a lot of pop music is actually really brilliant. I've been listening to like Janae Iko and Grimes, but I think they get more than enough recognition, um, I did actually I just made a playlist featuring Milwaukee and Berlin musicians and I've got a lot of friends on there who are really good Um, like Magda and the Aliens is a band I've been into and then Alice Phoebe Liu is a Berlin musician she's really good Martha Rose from Berlin Tala from Berlin is really good I don't know. Sleepy Gaucho from Milwaukee I've been listening to a bit. Okay. Really good,
0: too. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the Wisconsin Music Podcast.
1: Thank you for having me. It was really nice chatting with
0: you. It was nice chatting with you, too. So thank you again for being on the show. And once you're back in Milwaukee and this pandemic is under control, let us know when you're going to perform, and we'll hopefully meet up at one of your gigs.
1: Great. Yeah,
0: Well, it was great talking with Kirsten Edwards, uh, also known as Queen Quail. Hope you enjoyed that interview. Um, we're going to play one more of her songs at the very end, right after our thank yous. I'd like to thank Nate Wyckoff for creating the music for the Wisconsin Music Podcast and to dean bundy for our great voiceover in the beginning and intro thanks to jacob at cw hip hop for syndicating our podcast every monday at 4 p.m at cwhiphop.com also ztf studio recording and mixing services specializing in singles demos eps and lp projects for the last 20 years in southeastern wisconsin doing jazz rock funk country indie and more